welcome to the Joy Clicks Games Cast. I'm your host, Christian Buckley, here for episode 37, joined by the cozy conductor, the Joy Clicks Conference Champion, Kevin Diaz. What's going on? How are we doing? Now, we doing? I, go ahead, sir. Yes, please. Would you like your title to be explained for the, the listeners and viewers that do not watch the streams? Ladies and gentlemen, um, I did uh, win the, <laughs> the first ever joy clicks uh conference, conference. Uh, wager war conference championship wager, wager war. war conference conf- conference wager war mm-hmm. i did win that um i kind of honestly was you know what i, I kind of want to look into getting a belt should we get a belt and then sh- ship it across the country that, that might be a year or two <laughs> thing <laughs> honestly i'm totally down to do it i'm totally down to figure it out yeah i, I will look into it for fun. we'll look into it we'll look into it yeah. um <laughs> how you doing kevin i'm good nice hanging out a lot of a lot of good games this week for sure been playing a lot of good stuff yeah you know uh but yeah it's been good nice. been good chilling hanging out how are you good sir tired <laughs> this week has been a week um we got a lot to cover today honestly on monday or whenever the hell the big story happened we're gonna talk about bethesda that's bots but when that whatever day that was because the, the weeks blend together in my head now um I was like, okay, there's no way the rest of this week has any other news, right? But surprisingly, there's news. So we're going to be talking about uh, the Game Awards announcing their date for this year. Uh, Some rumors about Rockstar uh, and Next Gen and online services. Metal Gear. Because Metal Gear. And yeah, (laughs) we're going to get to that. But first time for patch notes patch notes of course where viewers listeners uh can let us know things we got wrong on previous weeks or we update information that um we cover story-wise in the weeks prior um oh this is a, a fine place to throw that in uh you've told your playstation 5 story here right you got one you locked that in i have indeed okay. indeed has been told it's on the channel if you want to check it out uh, also, I gave a little. Wait, did I say on Gamescast? I you did. I think you did. I think I. Did. I think you did because I gave. I was like, I know you want to talk about so like because you yes, you did not tell me the I story did. until we recorded. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, as an update, uh, the Xbox pre-orders went up this week. I tried to get a Series S. Amazon US never posted it, <laughs> um, at all. So that's how that worked out um pre-orders were kind of a mess across the board for all of next gen you and i were talking about a little bit like i think playstation had the right idea with the raffle thing but it didn't feel like it was fully thought through you know like it felt like there could have been a bit more of a process to that to make it all smoother because yeah yeah like queuing or something like gamestop tried queuing for the xbox thing after they went horribly for playstation 5 that didn't work out like it was a mess i think the only difference of xbox saying hey this is when it's happening is we were all disappointed at the same time instead of disappointed at multiple different times and trying to go to every single store like i think that was the major difference that was it there was really nothing else because like i think overall like they I think they both had the right ideas. Actually, you know what? No, just kidding. No, I don't actually think that. No, I don't. PlayStation had that. I think PlayStation's intent just didn't happen the way it happened because yeah. of retailers. You right. know what I'm saying? 
I don't know, but um, but I think that scalpers got a better try at Xbox Series consoles mm-hmm. than PS5 just because they have more prep time, you know, to be able to hit it and write scripts and stuff like that and be be more prepared. But yeah. oh well, it is what it is. Yeah. So, uh, the we've had some comments about like updated stocks for some places. Uh, they probably won't get to you on launch day, but. It, Keep your eyes peeled, Wario sixty four. If you have, didn't get one and you want to get one, follow him on Twitter. Yeah, uh, that's the best option you have, honestly. But uh, that does it for patch notes. Uh, so let's talk about some games we've been playing. Now, Kevin, a lot of this year, you brought conversation about the Greek gods and killing them as Kratos. I have. I have. This week I bring to you the Greek gods, but in just a joyful package. Mm. Uh, I've been playing Hades on the Switch. Indeed. And let me tell you, I I don't know if I've said it on the show before, but roguelikes, that is the easiest thing you can say to make my eyes glaze over and just say next. Because like, I've tried a couple, none of them hit with me. Dead Cells, I know you're a big fan of Dead Cells, I know the the internet loves Dead Cells. Yeah. Um, Binding of Isaac, Spelunky, stuff like that. Like, roguelikes have been around forever, Rogue Legacy even. And it just never clicked with me. Um, but I do like Supergiant a lot. Uh, Bastion's great, Transistor's great. And when this game was revealed at the Game Awards two years ago, <laughs> to christen the Epic Game Store, I think this was the first Epic Game Store game. Um... I was immediately in because one i love greek mythology two the music looked great and i was just i trusted them in a way i guess so it, it dropped last week on the switch uh got in there i probably put about five hours into it so far and it is a joy it i understand now it's clicked i get the appeal of roguelikes and i think what hades does so well that makes it work for me where so many other roguelikes didn't work is that when you fail it's still building somewhere and it's still a continual narrative that's being told that i haven't seen in other roguelikes like dead cells had some kind of i don't even want to say story but it had like a lore they presented in a way yeah there there's like definitely lore and definitely like and there 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 is a story but it's not like it continues necessary it's a way different thing than what yeah like you know what i mean like my experience with dead cells it's like it's a very hands-off the story is the lore pretty much and like what you're seeing hades is dialogue it's character relationships uh persona style there's like uh social ranks you can give nectar of the gods to the people you like and grow relationships with them if you hate them you can just keep killing them in in your runs like on that level i'm already in because i think their take on the greek pantheon and that mythology is just so charming and unique in a way that just speaks to me in general because of what it is and also it's very fun to play and like it it just feels like it, it took the elements of a roguelike that i'm fine with of like doing runs but that was it like they built a a compelling world story group of characters and progression in terms of 
um, those aspects as well as like certain buffs that makes it feel like when I die, I'm not starting at ground zero again. It's like, damn, I can't wait to start again and see what gods want to give me a blessing this time. So I right. really, really like the game a lot. Yeah, no, and like definitely it is not, I'm not mad at it, but it's like, oh man, like I would be playing Hades right now if it weren't for another game that came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but Hades is my next Switch game. It mm-hmm. is, it's, it's coming up for sure. Um, but it looks really fun. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm a tree. And like, I have a lot of opportunity to like, look into like, you know, first impressions and different stuff like that from, from, from people that I trust, but I almost don't want to based yeah. off how good people are talking about it. That I, I kind of want to go in as blind as possible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, like, yeah. So I'm, I mean this with 100% honesty. It is a goatee contender. I think it might be in my top three by the end of the year. I feel you. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, makes like, sense. Makes sense. I don't see a world where it dethrones Final Fantasy, but like I it's if we weren't counting remakes, and I know Final Fantasy VII remake is a completely different beast, but like if it didn't, this would be really high up there cuz I'm right. loving it so much. It is just worth every single second I've spent in that game as someone who shunned off this genre because i felt like the genre didn't respect my time Mm. you know like it completely changed my mind on all of that and i don't they did an incredible job it's a fantastic game highly recommended i'm excited i can't wait to play it can't wait to try it out Mm -hmm. definitely definitely for sure for sure uh you brought up a switch game though this dropped the exact same day these both dropped the same day on switch so uh hit me with those ori impressions what's up all right listen ori and the will of the wisp christian oh my god christian oh my god this game this freaking game honestly when i i think it's kind of crazy how we had two games hit switch this week right that we're both playing that really are in our top three for goatee already yeah like that is just because ori is is legit number three honestly like if it weren't for part two and five eight seven remake it is within probably top two. I could easily see, like, man. Like, it's, 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 so the way I am, like, getting my opinion of Ori, right, is a similar vein of how I'm hearing other people talk about Spelunky 2. How, okay. like, there is a core Spelunky experience that's there, right? But they change just enough and little things like this that make it familiar, that make you that that remind you of spelunky right while also dropping some new things in there that blow it up in a lot of different ways but not to a point of like it's a whole different game Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like ori is a very similar bit like now there's there's just more elements that i i haven't ran into an element that they added that i don't like you know what i'm saying like there's kind of like now like an equipable like move set that you 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 get moves and you bind them to either uh, X, Y, or A. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And sometimes you will get an obstacle where, oh, you need to use this specific thing. Where is like it's not like you always have to use it, but you can still like equip your favorite three that you sure, like to use. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you need to just mix it up and use something different. And there's so much more in this story, dude. That's like, oh man. 
like this is yeah it's 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 a lot like i there was i it's i think it's the middle point point i think it's the middle point that i just said last night uh where you get like a task like, okay like you got to do these things mm-hmm. to get to the end game um and that middle point is one of it chills chills yeah, okay. literally chills man like like it is it is some really good stuff it is mm-hmm. some really good stuff moon studios man yo they know what they're doing with ori they know what they're doing it is a great time i it's been so good to come back to the platforming and um and it still has that challenge feel where like definitely the first ori there was definitely some times where it was pretty hard you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but um but this one it, i'm getting like a little bit less than that you know maybe it's because i played the first ori and like i know how they set up like those massive chase scenes where mm-hmm. like you can't mess up on the chase scene like you gotta just just go with the flow and just do it really quickly um and the way they do bosses too um is is like a little bit unique as well in terms of other games i played but i think maybe it's knowing that playing from ori where it doesn't feel as difficult as ori one was um but it's just on that sweet spot of like it it's a good challenge uh, for sure, but the story is great. The game is gorgeous, for sure. The the biggest downfall of this game that I have to address, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't run the best on Switch, and when it doesn't mean to run on best, I mean that like if I wasn't enjoying myself as much as I am with Ori, I would probably drop this game mm-hmm. for sure. Like it has crashed. I think like maybe now since we last talked on Tuesday for the Avengers stream, it's probably crashed like another two times. Okay. Maybe. So we're now, at like seven or eight. What's up, go ahead. You, I know you mostly play your Switch in handheld mode. Is there a difference at all between performance in handheld and docked that you've seen actually, if you tested it? Actually, these days, I now play it more so on docked. Honestly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't actually tried it in handheld mode. Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 yeah. I do know in some cases... With a Switch game, handheld mode sometimes is a little more stable because they downscale it for resolution on handheld. So I don't know if that's like a medium that might in, like change up. But I, I was just curious if you've seen anything firsthand about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I can certainly try it for sure. It's mm-hmm. just like, man, the colors in Ori are so vivid that like I want to see that. Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's... it's like, oh, like this is such a pretty game. It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Yeah. 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 And... I'll throw this out there as well. Like, even with Hades, it looks gorgeous playing it on my TV. I want to play it in handheld so bad, but my Switch audio still has not come back. Ugh, as of today, it has been one week Sebastian. since it's been silent in handheld. It's been a week? Yep. Bro, who who we had a call? I don't know. Last time this happened, it was two days. Now it's a week. And so still I, no sign. No. I'm And... I checked Nintendo's repair service is all over the place right now because of COVID and shipments and stuff like that. But right, right. That Switch Pro oh, uh, might be ready for it now if uh, this audio does not come back because I can transfer my Animal Crossing save once. So right, right. Yeah. yeah. But overall, though, but I'm glad you're enjoying Ori. Um, highly, highly recommend Ori. I hope that you know future patches make it more stable and different stuff like that. Of course. You I'm can sure only assume. Will. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You push him that it can get better from here. Yeah. Um and, and like it's definitely playable. It's just like every hour or so, it's gonna crash. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like mm-hmm. and I've 
I've just gotten used to it just because I love the game so much, but mm-hmm. that's definitely not something that, you know, I can't just bring up. Have, I mean, can't just not bring up. Have the save points been generous where it's like it doesn't oh, bother you that much? Like, are you losing progress a lot? Or That's another thing. It is a lot more generous. Ori okay. 1 is daunting as hell in that manner because, like, you are just praying for a save point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and they are, and they're a lot further away than ones in Ori. Ori, there's like, there's definitely like a more traditional type of um, save system where it's like right before you do like a big thing, there's a natural just auto save point. Where like Resident if Evil. You di- yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's 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 more like wait, I'm trying. It's legit. Like okay, if you have to like jump off a cliff, and you know off a projectile jump off a projectile and climb it and go up if you die from that projectile you just spawn at the top of the cliff it's not like okay. you're way further back you know mm-hmm. like it's super generous in that way yeah for sure Got super it. generous yeah and there's and it's uh they get rid of like the whole save system in the first ori um where you i if i remember you use energy you have to like use up one energy to save at a particular point yeah so if you're I- out of energy you can't save mm-hmm. until you get i messed it. with the demo for ori and i saw that and i was like you know what I d- i'm gonna stop playing the demo because i know i'm in for this but i don't want to yeah. get used to this until i'm like ready to play the whole game yeah yeah so. like it's definitely something that you really have to like tend to in ori one but mm-hmm. ori two they just get away with that gotcha well glad you're enjoying it good stuff uh one more switch hit mario 3d all-stars came out last week I've been playing. I messed with 64 a little bit. I messed with Sunshine a little bit. Sunshine looks beautiful. Again, we all know because of a couple weeks ago. It's in my top 10. Sunshine's great. But the one I've spent the most time with so far is Galaxy. And Mm. let me tell you, I only played the first, like, world of Super Mario Galaxy back in the day. Okay. But... I'm remembering certain elements that I'm like seeing here. So I'm probably like four hours into Galaxy, maybe a little more. But there's elements that I'm like, oh wait, no, I remember this. So I must have played more than I thought I did. But man, that game is a masterpiece. That is beautiful. The visuals I think in Galaxy will look fantastic. Like they don't look as crisp as Odyssey side by side, but like if you just showed somebody Super Mario Odyssey and you're like, hey, this is the new Mario game coming out on Switch, you would be like, oh man, that looks dope. Because like, I, I think the specific art style of Galaxy has held up very, very well. Um, right. And the facelift just makes that even more apparent. But yeah, man, the level design, uh, the gravity platforming, and all that stuff is just a joy. Music's, music is great, but the thing that surprised me the most is... All-Stars made it so you can play all these games on a either grip or uh, pro controller, right? Standard controls, traditional controls, you can play it that way. Right. Odyssey came out, or sorry, not Odyssey, Galaxy came out on the Wii. So you played Galaxy on the Wii with the Wiimote and Nunchuck split in hand. I, I messed with Galaxy a little bit with a pro controller, but I've been mostly playing it with a Joy-Con in each hand because... I don't know if it's because of muscle memory or what, but like it it just works surprisingly well to the point where I don't know why they haven't started putting more Wii games on the Switch because it works flawlessly. 
I'm so surprised that it works that well. Do you think like this could potentially be like, uh, hey, let's see how the fan base takes it, like mm-hmm. Wii controls on the Switch, you know? Yeah, I like I'd be very curious to see metrics on like what percent of the player base played Galaxy with a split Joy-Con because I talked to Omar. Omar Galaxy is Omar's favorite Mario game, I think, and he's also been playing it split, and he is right there with me of like, man, this feels flawless considering there's no way to track the motion of a Joy-Con like there is with the Wii and the sensor bar. Like this is just pure gyro, but it's working perfectly fine. So, uh, Switch Sports, when you coming? When you, when oh, you hitting? Shit, it's gonna work perfectly, bro. I would wait. That would sell so much. I know. And the thing is, oh now we God. know it can work. Now we know. Christian, no, Christian, you only, you know, no. This is the plan, bro. They're gonna drop the Switch Pro. It's gonna be another bundle in yep. again. We're all gonna yep. have to get pros now. Oh my God, they're gonna do it. <laughs> they're gonna do because yeah. i would i would buy it mm-hmm. for you, switch sports absolutely bro yeah because like honestly i think that's my biggest takeaway with this bundle is that like yes as a mario fan i personally feel that these three separate games represent very specific periods of time of mario in terms of design where if it was they were pumping more resources in it i'd prefer a new idea because 64 is very different than Sunshine. Sunshine is very different than Galaxy. Galaxy is very different than uh, Odyssey. So, like, yes, it'd be nice, I think, if we ever got a full-blown remake of one of these games. But at that point, if you're putting that amount of resources into something, I just prefer the next Mario adventure. Right. Right. So having these games accessible in a way that I think holds up very well for all three of them is... A- worth the package if you never played the games before i think it's worth it you're gonna have a great time with at least one of them but the most oh, wait. Exci- go ahead wait wait did you say you would rather have like a new mario game than like them go back and like do like you know 64 in uh like the odyssey engine yeah i've been like having the spent some time in all three of these games last week and specifically galaxy just seeing how much i appreciate galaxy now when i might have not in 2009 like at this point i would much prefer they spend the time and resources and management on making the next innovative idea for a mario adventure rather than dumping them into something that i think still holds up mechanically because i i know i mean i can i can see that but like i mean it's it's i feel like they could do both I don't think one has ever because the other necessarily. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like, I, I think but... it's a, like I understand that point, but I think it's a specific case where, with it, when it comes to Mario, there's also the element of release schedule and how Nintendo uses Mario to like sprinkle throughout a console cycle. So like, I genuinely think between this collection and 3D also, or sorry, 3D World with the new content next year, I don't think we get an Odyssey follow up until switch to right so like if it was a 64 remake after that or odyssey 2 next i would prefer odyssey 2 or whatever the next idea is you know what i mean because like they 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 save mario in ways that like if you threw in a remake 
it would just push off the next idea even longer because you're not going to drop a new thing and an old thing at the same time when it comes to that ip for them historically yeah okay so um but that aside i think the most exciting thing is the technology that they use to make sunshine and galaxy and even 64 hd because it's like an artificial intelligence working on it to upscale textures replace textures in the game and yeah. I think that's very exciting in terms of bringing over more of their back catalog. Maybe next year, who knows? Like, I th- that's the thing that's the most exciting to me about this collection, besides having a blast with uh, Galaxy right now. So, well, good to hear. Good mm. to hear. Good to hear. Definitely. Good to hear. Um, now you got a platformer, and you also have it's an Activision platformer, but you also have an Activision AAA quadruple A thing to talk about so hit me with the platformer first yeah so uh we beat crash 2 pretty good pretty good i liked it i don't you know what actually no like coming from crash 1 versus crash 2 i see what you're talking about and why you say it and you're like what top 20 i think you said it was it's like top, top 25 top 25 yeah. like if if we're going from crash 1 to crash 2 i i could definitely see how yeah like there was that was a fun to be had but I gotta tell you, Christian, I just got off a of stream from Crash Three. Mm-hmm. We just started it. I'm enjoying Crash Three, man. I'm I am having a blast, dude. Yeah, I know a lot of people that prefer Crash Three the most. Like I, I, I think the reason I prefer Two is that I think Three is a little easier, and I I appreciate the pushback of Two, but and like the level design of Two. But yeah, Three is great. Three is really good too. Yeah, I I I definitely see with that because like we are. We did like three worlds in like two hours and like twenty minutes. Yeah, and there's five you know worlds saying? in that game. So yeah, yeah. So we're so we're burning through that thing as well. We we did crash two pretty quickly as well, mm-hmm. I feel like. But um definitely there was like a more of a healthy amount of challenge in mm-hmm. uh Crash Two. Like Crash Three, I feel like I'm getting, you know, all the fried stuff and no like greens I need to, you know, really work on. Sure. If, if that makes sense. Like, it does, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So but yeah, but I'm just liking Crash Three because like it's it's like diverse, like it feels like so diverse. I, I I'm getting some, you know, uh, mid like Middle Eastern Aladdin esque type of levels. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm getting some underwater levels. I'm getting some racing levels, which I which those I have to assume were like the starting origins of what would become Crash Team Racing. Pretty right? much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like it's cool. I'm 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 liking the like diversity of Crash Three a lot, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, Crash I think, Two I definitely see you on that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I think aesthetically Warped has a lot going for it. Where Two like Two I think is honestly if we want to make the Uncharted comparison again, I think Two is a better version of One. Literally, yeah. And then that's about to say yeah. Three is more of a supplement to Two. Yeah, that's yeah. the way I look yeah. at it. Two is definitely the refined version of One, similar mm-hmm. with Uncharted. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure so see that i'm glad you're liking it though i like genuinely like crash i think is two of those three games are great so like to see the that you're like walking away high on it is good to hear there's just definitely like a satisfaction to learning the mechanics sure you know what i'm saying that like is analogous to like how generally speaking like when you usually play one mario game you can probably play all of them you know what i'm saying like usually not that's not like always the same but like there's a set of like core Mario mechanics I feel like, right? 
And I think that Crash is having that as well. You're silent. I don't know if you're disagreeing with me, but like, I don't know. Like, I like kind of get. I mean, like 2D a Mario, similar yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. 3D yeah. is pretty different. 3Ds are different. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Like, like I mean, like 2D. You know what I'm yeah. saying? 2D, like, 2D. I agree with you. Yeah, 2D is yeah. pretty much like yeah. Physics are slightly different, but you get it. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. like yeah, fine. 3D gets wild. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I know those differ a lot. Yeah. Sure. Hmm. Um, and it's it's funny that that's your immediate comparison too, because like, Crash, the Crash trilogy was essentially, it came out alongside Mario sixty four as like the burgeoning of like it came out after, but it was like the beginning of three D gaming, right? Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about sixty four is that with Super Mario sixty four, Nintendo kind of like took a big step back and like created like theory about how this should work, but what naughty dog did was take the 2d platformer and just move the camera you know mm, yeah because like if, if you take crash bandicoot and you take those levels and the way it all works and all the obstacles and then you just put it from a side view that's a 2d platformer yeah you're wait wow holy shit right yeah wait yeah so. damn yeah no you're right mm-hmm. yeah but it's a lot of sense yeah so why do you like it though Indeed. Now, what's up with COD? Black Ops Cold War Alpha happened last weekend. If you missed it, you probably could have missed it with a blink. It just happened over the weekend. Um, but I did definitely carve out a lot of time to play it. You know, I'm a COD fanboy at heart. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely wanted to get a, get a nice nitty-gritty opinion on Black Ops Cold War. Right. Overall, I think at its core, like... If I had a checklist of, like, goods and bads, there's a lot more good in this than bad. But the bad are definitely very prominent, right? Overall good, I love the time to kill. I think that all the weapons overall are pretty balanced except for, like, the 74U, which is kind of iconic because, like, in the original Black Ops, the 74U was also OP, mm-hmm. right? So it kind of, like, that just makes it overall funny. But um, off of the weapons that we had in the alpha, I thought everything was pretty balanced overall. Um the streaks, I feel like, got to be tuned a little bit, that whole streak system. Um, so if you don't know, you don't get... So you keep progression on your streaks as you stay alive. I mean, even after you die, right? So it's like a UAV costs, like, uh, let's say, 2,000 points. So, you know, kills get you that score. Um, yeah. ob- objective play get- gets you that score and stuff like that. So... That's what it is. But the problem is that if you go on a kill streak, you get a multiplier for your score, right? If you mm-hmm. go on like a score streak where like you cap, you know, two flags in like a single life or whatever, mm-hmm. there's no multiplier for that. So That's in weird. a way, it still incentivizes those like if you're on a high streak, why would you waste your time in a given game? Because you're going to get those streaks anyway. It's just a matter of like getting it quicker. You're going to get it way faster getting a sixth kill on your streak as opposed to capping a flag. Mm-hmm. So that's what we saw a lot. Like, over time, people would just use the objectives to get their streaks up and just start getting that building. But then, as you continue to live on your life, you'll just want to keep that kill streak up because right. it's a faster multiplier, right? So that, I think, they got to figure that out. Um, uh, the snipers are OP. <laughs> Yeah, there was a man. lot. There was yeah. a lot of dude. There was a lot of clips on Twitter, and I was in those games where I'm like, "Yo, they are 
really powerful. So I played like uh, three matches. There was one I for like the desert area with like mm-hmm. the crash plane in the middle of the map. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I was getting destroyed by snipers yeah. on that map because they were hiding in the dunes. Like they could see where we, we were all spawned. Like those man. those those dunes had a glitch were just a sniper's paradise, man, for real. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would add. I would add like a little bit of flinch to when you shoot a sniper so that they get off target a little bit more. That's what I would do. I'd maybe turn down the aim assist to just like have quick scoping like a little bit down. Cause I still feel like quick scoping should be in COD to a yeah. certain degree. Just I think it should be a little bit uh harder to do. Yeah. I mean to me that always felt like it was a modern warfare thing. Not really a black ops thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just always been harder to do in Black Ops games for sure, mm-hmm. but quickscope like Black Ops Two famously was really a good quickscoping COD. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, yeah, for sure, for sure, Black Ops Two was. Uh, but the last big thing we gotta bring up is that thick skill based matchmaking that mm-hmm. was trending on Twitter over the weekend. Um, Multiple times I saw that trend and thought it was Super Smash Brothers Melee, even though that is <laughs> not the abbreviation. It's <laughs> like, oh, is there a Melee championship going on? <laughs> yeah yeah so why like, is this a bad thing explain it to everybody why is this not positive right. for people yeah it, it it can get very complicated but like long story short the overall thesis of scoopage matchmaking is that what the game does is it reads your overall games that you've been playing over the course of like five games or ten games and they look at your stats that you have performed in those games and rank you with similar skilled players right so on paper it's supposed to protect the less skilled players from getting pub stomped by, you know, players that are good at the game, right? Uh, it's a way to keep the player base, you know, there and not discourage players from playing if they are getting pummeled, right? The problem is that if you're a skilled player, every single match is a sweat fest because you are being matched with other people that are to your skill level, right? So it's like MLG, you know, championship tournament million dollars online like every single game and that just gets unfun at a certain point right um so what i am definitely on the side of like i think that scope matchmaking should not be eliminated because there there are ways to utilize it correctly i think that there should yeah. be two things in cold war one there should be a recruit playlist block ops one had it where for your first 10 10 or 15 levels you are only designated to this playlist where for your first 10 or 15 levels, you rank up with other new people to the game, get yourself, you know, acclimated with the, like, acclimated with the feel of the game, all that good stuff, you know, get 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 a grip with the game, and then you get into the core playlist once you go beyond that level and you're done, right? Um, and then I think they should just add league play. They should add league play. They should add ranked play. That was in Black Ops 2. Uh, if you're going to put thick skill-based matchmaking, that's fine, but I think you should have, like, you know, a level, uh, uh, like a level rank associated with your skill level within league play. So, like, you're like a platinum player, you're a gold player, silver player, uh, uh, and like you rise through the ranks every season. And that's how I think I would do it. You know, I would turn squish, you know, uh, squish matchmaking down significantly for the core playlist where you can just go and just have a casual game of COD. Mm-hmm. If you want to sweat it up, go in the ranked. If you're a brand new player, you get recruit, and then you eventually move on to the core playlist. 
You know? Now, do you think that is doable by launch? Do you think that's the thing they can implement by then? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, no, okay. I, I think they could, but I don't think they would. Gotcha. Okay. You know, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they've, like, thick skills, like, Modern Warfare had really thick one, like, a really thick skill not making for sure. That was super strict. Um, and, like, I know there's some, like, monetary reason why they do it. I'm trying to remember. I think it's, like, because the average player who's good at the game would see that other players that they're matching with in matches would most likely be the ones that spend money on the game in terms of, like, camos and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you'll see those more often than okay. people that aren't that good at the game that wouldn't theoretically spend that money on camos and stuff like that. So you're you're seeing all these different camos from higher skill players and you want to go do that. I think that may be one of the incentives incentives as to why, but I, at the end of the day, yeah, I hate scope matchmaking for sure. I yeah, yeah. I think if you want to do it really strict, throw a throw a ranked play, throw a throw a league play in there. And uh but yeah, overall, I like Black Ops Cold War. I think overall, like, there's a good COD there. Mm-hmm. We just gotta iron out these issues, and I think, I think, I think it could be good for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, as a huge Black Ops One fan, sure was Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 at least the color palette and the aesthetic reminded me a lot of Black Ops One. Yeah, sure. it, it, it was in the ballpark. I yeah. think like it was it was it was close. Uh, I still don't I'll, know if I'm like in because I don't. I honestly I don't even know if um I don't know if I was talking to you about this the other day, but I feel like ninety percent of the time now I prefer cooperative multiplayer. Yeah, competitive. Yeah, the, the, the that was what you were saying. Yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. So, yeah, don't get me wrong. Overall, I still love some competitive stuff, but definitely <laughs> Call of overall, Duty's not bad. I'd say I'd say thumbs up overall. We'll mm-hmm. see how the beta goes. You know, so yes. Uh, beta is October, right? Yeah, I think it's in two weeks as of nice. this posting. So. Well, uh, why don't we dive into some news? You know what is further than two weeks away? What is it, good sir? The 2020 Game Awards being simultaneously broadcast from LA, London, and Tokyo. I think I think it's Tokyo. Yeah. I, so I um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, December 10th, the Game Awards are happening this year. Uh, Jeff Keighley, who took care of Opening Night Live, he branded Summer Games Fest. Uh, he is Jeff Keighley. So, um, did you doubt we were going to get a Game Awards this year in some capacity? No, I didn't doubt, but I definitely thought that like if they were going to move it this year, it'd be this year. Yeah. But it looks like, I think, I mean, like I think it's happening like a week later than it usually does. I think I think it might just be how the calendar works this year. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's just how it worked out on yeah. the days. But like, um, I'm definitely open to like a January Game Awards. But yeah. I understand why not. Like, I get it. But I would yeah. like to see it someday. Yeah, just to try it. I think the Game Awards existing the way it does. I don't think it could exist in a January. I would love that, but like just considering how much marketing is a part of it and stuff like that and like holiday sales like it's a, it's a synergy that i don't think they would break away from right because that's just part of the identity of the show but um yeah it is happening december 10th this year um funny enough joe clicks goatee probably happened a little after that <laughs> um we'll see how the cookie crumbles 
when that gets here. But uh, Game Awards announced a new category, which I think is awesome. They're doing a accessibility award, which confirmed, I looked into this, Kevin, they are allowing nominees for games, hardware, and like anything involving accessibility. So it's not oh, just specifically nice. gaming. So like the example I think you and I were bouncing off each other was like, if it came out this year, the Xbox Adaptive Controller could be nominated alongside The Last of Us Part Two for its extensive accessibility options. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think a benefit of this is you might be able to nominate smaller companies that are creating hardware for accessibility or speaking to specific disabilities or agencies even. Like maybe if like Able Gamers has something going this year that would qualify to an award i think a nomination in this category is just going to continue to help grow accessibility options because i feel like this year specifically it's been pretty more like visible across the yeah. industry than most yeah. years right like i've certainly seen more people talking about it this year than in others mm -hmm. for sure so. for sure yeah. yeah which great idea great stuff mm -hmm. i love that uh award category for sure yeah more of this less of trending gamer <laughs> trending gamer because <laughs> we've seen how that's worked out um i guess uh final game awards question for right now what do you think the popular vote will go to for game of the year now <sighs> worth considering cyberpunk might not make the cut yeah, I don't I don't see a world where Cyberpunk can even like functionally win just because of how big that game is. Sure. Like and it's like I don't You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like unless you drop literally everything and just dedicate yourself to or, Cyberpunk. Yeah, or know? if if press gets review copies significantly early, which they very well could. You know, they could get copies like the middle or end of october depending on when they go gold like the it, yeah. it's it's i think it's the most questionable easy choice you know because like, when did red dead 2 drop do you remember which 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 one that was red dead 2 i believe was october or the first week of november i can fact check okay. that because i feel like i beat red dead 2 before game awards but honestly i don't know if i did or Red Dead 2 is October 26th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that was what? 60, 70, 80 hour game, I'd say. Yeah. Definitely. 60, um, I think, is probably safe. Yeah. Yeah. 60. Yeah. Um, if they get it at the end of October, I guess, you know, for sure. Mm -hmm. I can see that. But uh, yeah, for comparison, Jedi Fallen Order, which we saw did not make the cut last year, uh, that came out November 15th. Cyberpunk yeah. is like November twenty second, I think, right? Oh man, something like that. Hey Siri, uh, when the when the Cyberpunk twenty seven seven drop? Alex Jay will know that. I like know that verbiage when I say drop. It pulled up the two thousand seven NBA draft. Great job, <laughs> great job, great job. Uh, from googling on my laptop, that's right next to me. <laughs> Google here. Google's not doing much better. I said Cyber Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven release. <laughs> So, you know how you get the card sometimes? It shows the game and then the release date? Yeah. Uh-huh. On the card, it says Cyberpunk 2077, 
initial release date i see the yellow art just as 2020 well it it definitely has a date <laughs> it definitely has a yeah, date why everything <laughs> the wikipedia doesn't have the date what the uh, hell i think it's wait, 20. Really? it's it's after the consoles come out so like yeah it's definitely november yeah definitely so, so that's another question too do you think because we're getting next gen consoles on the 10th and 12th right do you think uh some of those games don't make the cut you think like demon souls miles like do you think those can oh, qualify yeah i didn't even know <laughs> i was just no. saying no you no. know like i bet the friday that ps5 because the drops on thursday i bet that friday is the cutoff day yeah because that'd be like november 13th you know what i'm saying yeah i bet i bet that is the friday that is the cutoff day for sure and there's no way they make it no no yeah. man that's yeah i mean it's gonna be an interesting one yeah and like i mean like it's almost like i'm somewhat not that mad because we already have a lot of really banger goalies right now that like oh, yeah. to add more to the fray would be wild but yeah so yeah going back to the question <laughs> pro let's assume the cutoff date is before next gen hits uh what do you think is the popular vote what do you think wins my mind says Last of Us Part Two. My heart says Final Fantasy Seven Remake. That's the problem, Christian. That's why I hate this question now. I really hate this question. <laughs> I hate yeah. this question now. I'm gonna hate it in December even more. I bet. Ugh, yeah. man. Well, uh, we'll probably cast our votes like we normally do. We we've done that the last two years, I think. So we'll do that again eventually. That's probably that'd be a good group stream. Oh, definitely. And yeah, you and Jack. We, we yeah. Look out for that. My, my belt is up for contention. Yeah, we gotta do that. <laughs> my belt is up for contention on Game Awards. Let's Man, go. How is it already October? Or it's not October yet, but it's about to be. Cause like I gotta write up our goatee nominees and like or not categories at least and start thinking of nominees. We're still finishing up once in a generation. Like how did this year end? <laughs> this yeah, man. Uh yeah, man, it's weird. It's weird. Um you know who like who Jeff Keighley likes? <laughs> Hideo Kojima. Kojima. There we go. There you we know go. what Hideo Kojima likes? Metal Gear. Metal Gear. So, listen, I I can't. <laughs> uh, this week there's been two rumors floating around from different sources. One I believe has some weight behind it. The first one is that a Taiwanese rating board uh, leaked the rating for Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid 2 for PC. It's like, hey, cool. Metal Gear is coming to PC. And I don't know if you can get... I could have... I would have assumed you could have gotten at least Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 on Steam at this point, but maybe not. So, like, that that's probably happening. That's probably coming. That's a lock. The other rumor is that basically the source of this is somebody who has gotten stuff right saying their friend who's never been wrong is telling them <laughs> that uh, I don't know who's behind it, but Konami has licensed out Metal Gear Solid, the original, to be remade fully from the ground up, RE2 FF7 remake style exclusively console exclusive to ps5 and also on pc 
Now, I would lose my mind if this was true. I kind of believe it because of all the smoke of Metal Gear this week. Like, why is everybody deciding to talk about Metal Gear this week? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Question. Yeah. Kojima doesn't own the Fox engine, right? Or is no. that a Konami engine? That was a Konami thing. I believe that engine is dead forever. Really? Unfortunately. Probably, yeah. They they don't use it. The last thing it was used for is Metal Gear Survive. So I bought that game actually. Um, I remember that. That was that was, that was something. <laughs> I, I, so, I mean, do you believe in a world where someone announces Metal Gear Solid remake and Kojima is not involved whatsoever? Mm-hmm. Like, not even like a hey guys. I'm not working on it, but I saw it. It's fire. Y'all y'all are gonna love it. You know. In his way of saying that. Whichever yeah. that would be. You know. Like, do you see a world where he's not at all involved? Yes. Yes. I, I think there's a world where it's internal Konami and then this rumor is a lot more like when it gets announced, but I think realistically, I, I do think that if it is a PS5 exclusive console-wise, that Kojima gets at least some sort of thing there, you know? Like, maybe not call it a Hideo Kojima game, but maybe, like, Hideo Kojima's Metal Gear Solid, you know? And, like, remake. So, like, to at least have his name on it, because there was that big drama where that Konami made him take his name off Metal Gear Solid Five. so, like... If it's that way, even symbolically, if it's an external studio, I think that's cool. Uh, I could see that be realistic if it is a PS5 exclusive. But I could very well see a world where internal Konami decides to do this and he gets no say on anything at all. Because, like, I know they can. Yeah. But I don't feel like the fan base would like a remake where kojima is not involved at least from an outside observer looking mm-hmm. on the whole drama situation yeah you know between and, like i feel like that wouldn't go well as a pretty big metal gear fan i would i wouldn't like shun the idea of a metal gear solid remake but like without kojima's approval or anything but i i wouldn't like it you know right. i i'd probably still play it especially if it looked good but like I think if you can't get Kojima's approval, I think this is my wild wager. I think the best option is to do a remake of the two games from the MSX, just Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2, because nobody likes those. Nobody is dying on that hill. So if you just bring those, like remake that fully, I think you avoid a lot less heat. Is Solid Snake in those or no? He is, yes. Uh, It's his first two missions, canonically um so i think if you do that without kojima you get a lot more wiggle room in the hypothetical where you're saying like do you see a world where he doesn't even get to say i approve of this like i think if you do that you get a lot more people being like okay we'll see how this works out but yeah to to baseline answer your question i think there's a world where can happen without him and yes people would be upset Because, I mean, like, I would... No, like, I 
would say love in like a way that like oh my god I'm anticipating because like I've never played a Metal Gear, but I think it would be really neat like to see PlayStation potentially buy that IP and then give it to Kojima Productions. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I don't even know if you can do that. I don't know how legitimate that could be. You know, I mean, I guess if they bought the IP, yeah, no, I guess if they bought the IP, they could license it out to Kojima, I guess. Yeah, I, th- I think the only thing there is one, at that point, you're just relying on Konami, and I don't think Konami would really budge on that because they just don't care, and I don't think, personally, I don't think Sony could offer up a check to Konami, that company, the way they make right. money, like, right. that makes them be like, why like why would we want that no it's fine like i I think they're just very apathetic about games at this point that i don't think anything they could offer them would make them budge but even on top of that like yeah i think it'd be cool to see kojima be heavily involved in remaking eight either metal gear and metal gear 2 or metal gear solid but after five like i don't know if he'd want to go back to that at this point i think he's locked in on the future of new ideas yeah. for him yeah yeah that's like the other thought too for sure yeah mm-hmm. for sure for sure so like then like like hypothetically speaking like if he was working on remake under kojima under kojima productions right like yeah he would he would have to use decima right well not have to i guess like you know he didn't He'd be inclined to, I think. That's he'd be inclined the one to use Decima. Familiar with, yeah. yeah. But, um, and like, hey, I think he made Death Stranding work in Decima in a way that was close-ish to how good Metal Gear Solid Five plays. But I do wonder how it feels. Like, how close or far apart does it feel from the Fox Ranger and Metal Gear Solid Five? Because I've heard a lot of people say that. Like I've heard a lot of people say, MGS Five is one of the best controlling games like ever. Yeah, it you is. Know? Damn, damn. It it is very very good. Like my dream would have been to get Metal Gear Solid One through Four remade in the Fox Engine because it's that good. But yeah, I I don't think that's the outcome we get here. Dis- despite all that though, if a Metal Gear Solid remake does happen, exclusive to PS Five, um, and it is anything close to the quality we've seen from resident evil 2 and final fantasy 7 i would lose my mind and i would buy five ps5s (laughs) right now (laughs) so and also worth adding on before we move on um tgs is going on right now this came out like a day before tgs started so potentially the story's outdated maybe by the time the episode comes out who knows oh let's not get our hopes up sir i'm, I'm just gonna... <laughs> i'm future proofing that's fair that's fair. worst case scenario i just get my heart broken mm. i can i can live with that uh oh, yeah but speaking of rumors uh there's two i want to hit you with real quick and kevin i want you to tell me the likelihood in your opinion okay. of both these things happening both of them are surrounding rockstar Mm. the first one i know is a little more questionable for you but there was a french retailer that said the next gen version on everything the next so like the pc version i guess would get the upgrade as well but like on xbox and on playstation 5 the next gen version of gta 5 will be free for people who own 
GTA 5 on Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, no, no, I don't buy that. I don't. Yeah. I like, like, I just, I. There isn't an example that I can think of, at least, of Rockstar giving us any type of upgrade for free, right? I'm like, I is there something that I I'm not forgetting? I mean, not re remembering because I recall buying GTA Five on PS3. No, I did too, <laughs> and then PS4. And then also 360. No, sorry. And then also on Xbox One, because my little yeah. brother wanted it for his Xbox. Like, yeah. But mainly PS3 and PS4. I right. do recall making those purchases. <laughs> so, I mean, I, like the only way I could guess I could kind of see that is like, hey, we put a lot of effort into the PC version, so that it's a lot more scalable, you know, and like future proofed. So, it's gonna work out fine if we give you guys the PC version and have fun. But I really doubt it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd be surprised if it ended up happening, but I don't think it's likely, you know? Yeah. Like, if if suddenly we woke up one day and it's like, hey, if you own it, you have it. And it's like, oh, cool. But, like, I, I, I wouldn't be blown away if it didn't happen either, so. Uh, the other one, Red Dead Online, a game that I only hear about once in a while, um, is rumored to for October be getting a follow up to Red Dead Redemption's Undead Nightmare. Uh, the rumor seems like it's going to be an online, not a single player campaign like we got with Red Dead Redemption. But the source of this is that people found uh, models of zombies in the code for the game. So, like, it's probably happening. Yeah. But uh, where are you at there? I mean, I see this more likely because do you remember like way back when there was like the whole Red Dead 1 area in yeah. Red Dead 2? Like, dude, how have we not seen that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God. Yeah, like all of Mexico is in there, Kevin. Yeah, like that's fucked up. <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. I want to replay Red Dead 1 and Red Me Dead 2. Me too. What the hell? That sounds fire. Um, Red Dead Remake. Yeah. So I'm, dude, okay, wait. What if this is another piece of that puzzle? What if it's like, hey guys, next gen, Red Dead One and Red Dead Two, also Undead Nightmare DLC, it's here. Could you imagine what they're building to? Like, could you imagine a world where Red Dead Remake is a next gen game? So the sixty dollar Red Dead Redemption Two gets an expansion that is a remake of Red Dead Redemption. And it adds all the Red Dead Redemption stuff to Red Dead Online, but it's seventy dollars instead Honestly, of sixty. Yeah. See, that sounds like Rockstar. Yes, <laughs> but 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 is that the point? Like, um, I mean, I, if this is just like a hey, you know, here's a here's a mode of like a of a zombie outbreak, uh, like here's some cutscenes, whatever. I guess I could see that. I guess I could see that for sure, for sure. I could have like I don't know if it'll have like. To the scale of Undead Nightmare, I've never played oh, Undead yeah, Nightmare, no. but like I know it's a it's a meaty piece of content. Undead know? Nightmare is like ten hours, yeah, maybe eight, yeah, but like, it's great. I love that. That might be my favorite DLC I've ever played. It's so good. Yeah, like I could see it being like more on mode. the lines of like a yeah, like a hormone type thing, or like a little bit bigger than like a limited time event type thing, where it maybe yeah. has a little bit more substance to it. But yeah. I could certainly see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Well. 
we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe if th that drops at some point, we'll have impressions of Red Dead. I'll reinstall Red Dead 2 and kill some zombies. We'll see what happens. But uh, let's run through. You might have missed it. <clears throat> Don't waste your time talking about me. You prob already did. I missed you. Christian, guess what I forgot this week again? The lighter. <sighs> Donkey Kong Country 2 <laughs> is now available on the Nintendo Switch as a part of the Super Nintendo Online service. Um, that dropped alongside a couple other uh, updates for the month. There's a Mario Picross game you can play now if you like Picross. Uh, that's part of the service as well. Um... I'm a big Donkey Kong guy. Never played Country 2. People say that's the best Donkey Kong Country out of the trilogy. Maybe I check that out. Don't know. Um, also this week on Switch, yesterday actually, um, Nintendo accidentally leaked a new Kirby game, and now it's I, out. I did see that. Wait. Oh, they just dropped it? Yeah. So, like, there was a posting on their website, I think, or, like, an ad for the website that's a kirby attack 2 on nintendo switch 20 bucks it's basically a smash bros game if it was just kirby characters i think oh my uh, God, that sounds that sounds phenomenal yeah it's, it's 20 bucks it's out there now you can play it right now it's available on your switch you can download it for 20 dollars huh who'd have thought i just like that meme of kirby running in smash stages yeah you know kirby has so, some good games dude this isn't what i want out of him next but <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Speaking of disappointment, <laughs> Amazon. Amazon is the next global corporation entering the video game market through the realm of streaming. Amazon Luna is coming out at some point. It's going to be six bucks a month. Unlike Stadia, you pay a subscription, you get access to all the games on the service, you don't have to buy them a la carte. Um, it's access through a browser, so I, but I don't know if they have approval yet because Google Chrome is for Stadia, so I don't think Google Chrome would want Amazon using the same, like, I, does anybody do care? Think, do you think Google would though to be like, out in front like hey look you know apple shitty as fuck like you know no because it's google and they have stadia and they want to push stadia i mean yeah also yeah. that internet also explorer is coming back <laughs> guys we're bringing it back baby um yeah no i i did a huge eye roll when i saw this um next to did you see the controllers yeah i mean I've seen the comparisons to the Switch Pro controller. It also looks exactly like the Stadia controller. like, But the Switch one, it's like the exact same layout. Fair. I just thought it was really funny how the buttons like are completely just flipped. You know what I'm saying? Like, So like, if you were like, hypothetically like a Amazon Luna gamer, if that was your preferred platform, as well as a Switch player, I think it'd be like, your whole buttons would be all messed up, but it'd be yeah, I, based on memory, I think the layout on the Luna controller. I keep wanting to say Luma because there's a character in Mario Galaxy called Luma. Um, the Luna controller, I think, is the same layout as the Xbox. 
with like Y up top and being weird like that. Um, I don't know if Stadia did the same thing. I'd have to imagine because they just want to be different. But like, yeah, it's uh, I don't know who's excited for this. I don't. They're hmm. Okay, there's if they do interesting stuff with Twitch, right? I could see that being something interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, what I would love, well, not I guess not love, because like, there's no way you're gonna get me to try the service out. If they rolled it into Amazon Prime, I think that could be interesting. Maybe like free games with Prime, but they already do that with Twitch. Maybe more free games with Prime, <laughs> with Luna. I don't know. Yeah, like if if yeah, I mean yeah, this is not. Are we? I'm gonna write a note on my Mac. You ready for this? Sure. All right. This service will okay. What's okay? How how are we gonna do this? Um, Amazon Luna will effectively not be a thing in a year's time. All right. All right. That's that. That's probably a real hot take that I'm sure no one's gonna think of. Do you think this outlasts Stadia, or does Stadia outlive this? Do we? So, like, as in one of them closes down first? Yes. I mean, I feel like Stadia got a head start. You know? To, like, but close? Like a, like a head start to see their lives flash before their eyes and, like, they eventually meet their demise. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Okay. But it's all... I just don't... I don't see how you... Like, I think the market for this kind of service is already swamped. I like it's done. No, that's it. Like Stadia, because what is it? It's it, Stadia's doing it. Xbox is doing it now. Amazon, Apple's cooking up something, right? Like, I feel like out of those offers, there's a clear favorite already, you know. And it's the company that's been making game things for the last fifteen years, right? Like Google went in. It kind of seemed half baked. It works for some people. Uh, Amazon, why? And I don't know, man. Like I, yeah. Like I don't. I don't feel like streaming can be a competitive thing. I feel like it's gonna be one thing that takes away all of it. You know. Yeah, and like I know, like this is the process that I think we'll all have to see play out. Is it okay? Like we're gonna see every company try it. And the mm-hmm. ones that are good they are going to remain. Yeah. You know, like the Game Passes of the world. Um, like, hopefully, PS Now. I, I would say PS Now is a, is a service that has some sort of... I mean, two million. You know what I'm saying? It's not big, but I think it's... Are they going for I the think same thing, though? No. I mean, just purely on just... We're not getting competitive. I'm just purely talking about a service that you can pay for that you can stream games. I know there's differences. I know that. I know that. Yeah. I'm just talking purely just from a, just from those two things. You you pay for it monthly or, or sure, yearly, yeah. and you get to stream games. Um, knowing that there's huge differences with those two, I know that. But, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just I just don't. Yeah. Obviously, this is not going to be around for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay. Well, that's that's Amazon. Um. <laughs> Kevin, I've seen two takes, and I would like to hear your take on this. Um, 
this week it has been a 100% crystal clear clarified how this Spider-Man upgrade is going to work. I've seen people on the side that, hey, this sucks. I've seen people on the side of, it's a remaster pay for it. Uh, Obviously, there's more nuance between both those sides. But basically, the gist of it is that the way it works now is if you want the remaster of Spider-Man, which from the description of it seems to be making the same implementations to make it a better version on PS5, the way Miles is going to work from PS4 to PS5. So like the because we don't know how Miles looks on PS4 yet. I am under the assumption it's gonna look the way Spider-Man PS4 looks. Because like they haven't said one way or the other what's gonna work with it, but it the way they're describing it at least is you're getting the same kind of benefits. So Miles, if you buy it on PS4 for 50 bucks and you upgrade to a PS5 at some point in your life, you have Miles on PS5 for free. And they will give you the option to spend 20 bucks to get the Spider-Man remaster of the 2018 game, which is getting the same amount of attention that you would assume Miles is getting from PS4 to PS5. And the other way you can get the Spider-Man remaster is if you're getting a PS5 and you're not having miles and you just pay the 70 bucks for the spider-man miles morales ultimate edition which includes the remaster so the option that's not available as it stands right now and they've said that this isn't happening um is if you don't care about miles if you buy a ps5 and you only want the spider-man remaster you can't do that you can play the PS4 version, but it, you can't get the remaster unless you spend the $70 big picture at some point to get access to that. Did I explain yeah. that properly? Yes, yes. Okay. 100% correct. Um, number one, they're fucking lying. Eventually, they will put it out standalone. I don't believe them. I think this is just simply a way to, hey, let's just get $70 from the crowd that really wants to play Spider-Man Remastered. You know what I'm saying? And then eventually, it could take a year from now. It take two. I don't care how long it takes. I think eventually it will be standalone. You can pay twenty dollars to buy Spider-Man Remastered. You know what I'm saying? I can even see it happening six months from now. You know what I'm saying? But I think definitely it's it's gonna happen. Um, number one, number two. I do, all in all, think it's bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like all in all, I think it's bullshit. Yeah. Um. There are some people that are defending this, saying that, oh my god, they're they're adding three skins and new trophy sets. I'm like, guys, really? Yeah, we got we Fucking got skins really? for free already. Like, really? We have really? They, don't die on that hill. They have updated the base Spider-Man PS4 game with skins. Yeah, for free. Like, yeah. and then even at that, a full revamp trophy list is really worth seventy dollars because it's fucking not. Like, yeah. It's it's not, it's yeah. not. So, um, yeah, not like I think it's trash. Um, like, am I a shitty consumer that's still gonna pay it? Yes, I am. Hey, you know we we've all been there. You know, I I understand that. Yeah, for sure. And like, but I to play devil's advocate, am I excited to play Spider-Man Remastered? Absolutely. I definitely want to see differences. And like, um, I definitely want to see how it how it compares to PS4 footage. Compares to PS4 footage, compares to you know. I just want to see it. Yeah, same, same. Like, I want to see it compared to like 
the boost version of Spider-Man PS4 running on PS5 that they've talked about, you know? Yeah, I'd and like then, to see that also. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know how yeah. much of a boost we get. I don't think it's that drastic of a boost. I, I, sure. Like, there's no way it can be, right? Yeah. Like, I bet it is slight. Like, just for legal reasons, I bet it is slightly better than the boost mode on PS4 Pro. Like, because yeah, I, yeah. I think you'll see yeah. more of a difference between the PS5 boosted PS4. Jesus <laughs> you know what i mean like you would yeah. see more of a difference between a base ps4 running that as a ps4 game and then a ps5 running it as a ps4 game in the, I, yeah you know what i mean right. um right. yeah I, i'm i'm on the side of this kind of sucks <laughs> like I, I think it's hard to not think that when you see a game like the witcher 3 that is five years old listing the exact same improvements for free like because i've seen some people bring up like oh it's a game from 2018 it's old it's got a lot of work to do it's like yeah well so does the witcher (laughs) and that's free so like yeah yeah i i think it's i definitely understand the disappointment i'm disappointed on it i'm gonna be getting it eventually when i get miles um because i'm getting miles on ps4 when i get a ps5 i will at some point throw the 20 but i don't know when but i will throw the 20 bucks to get the remaster right wish i didn't have to but yeah, um, and like, like people have been using Last of Us Remastered to yeah, get that right. Yeah. I have two things to say. One is that 2014 was a way different time than 2020. Mm-hmm. We we weren't seeing the support in like, hey guys, free upgrades to next gen. Don't even worry about it. Like if you re- like if you own the game, it's fine. Yeah. It's gonna be upgraded. It's gonna be better looking. Like we weren't seeing that as widely as in 2014, if any mm-hmm. at all. 2014, and um. Like, I get, I, I know I've heard people say, like, oh, the Spider Man Remastered is including the City That Never Sleeps DLC in a similar vein that Last of Us Remastered included Left Behind DLC. And, yeah. like, sure, like, yeah. But you, know? you can buy that on the PS4 right now for 20 I think, or 30 Like, you can get the base game with the DLC for the around that price, right? Like, I yeah, think that's yeah. What it costs. Yeah. I'm definitely still on the side of, like, no, like, it's, it's, it's BS, but, like, Sure, I guess it'd be more BS if it didn't include a DLC. Sure, why not? You know, yeah. But and like even I'll add on to your point about Last of Us of like yeah, it was a different time clearly. But like also, you couldn't play your PS3 copy of The Last of Us on your PS4. Very very good point. So that honestly, that makes this look a little worse. I think like just comparatively, like we needed Last of Us remastered because we couldn't play it here. You know, we don't for PS5 like. I think that's the thing and i don't think it's from like our side of it i don't think it's saying that we don't like insomniac doesn't deserve to get paid for this i don't think that's what anybody's saying i think the thing is the industry kind of decided on like a very large scale with it very some it seems easier to say the ones that aren't doing this now of like hey nine times out of ten it's gonna be seamless you're gonna get it you're gonna get the upgrade you're gonna get the remaster if it's not called a remaster but it's the same improvements you're getting it yeah 100 they yeah. just look bad in comparison and yeah in turn it feels bad as someone who's a fan right of like oh why why i thought i thought we were gonna all have a fun time to get you know like that's the energy it has yeah, yeah. exactly yeah i so. i agree it's like yeah like if it was 2014 this would no one would even bad an eye at this but yeah because of the room right now it's 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 a lot different right so i think it's completely fair like it's 
I think I'd put it maybe like a peg below, but like a, a slightly peg below that control thing. Because at least with control, you don't have to just buy the whole game again. But like oh. this time, you're buying miles, so it's like just still behind a new purchase of a new game. So it's like it's in the same ballpark. Control got worse because we didn't talk about it last week because the whole play thing what happened. But did you see how like they accidentally did what they said that they couldn't do? Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Bro. Oh my god. I was okay. so mad. I was like, no, you guys are assholes. Fuck so you. before yeah. that happened, before <laughs> yeah. we knew about that, then I think that's same level. Now oh, yeah. though, yeah, control gets another leg up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely they are way worse. But be before we knew that. Yeah. You know, they slipped up right there. Like, oh my god. Yeah. So tragic. Tragic. Um last question on the spider-man thing do you think they reverse that at one point or no do you think that's locked in i, I think that if it's ready for purchase right so I, I i mean i guess they could refund people i guess but i think they'll just stay the course honestly i i, I mean i would love it if they back down from it that'd be great you know but yeah because like i feel like they could you know i think oh like I they think can eat that cost playstation can oh, eat yeah. that cost like come on yeah yeah i think i think they could easily do it for sure for sure yeah you know i think mm-hmm. i think they could definitely be a thing but yeah who knows what they will yeah it'd be nice though it'd be nice it'd be, it'd be great news yeah um speaking of great news i think this is pretty good news uh and it's gonna lead into our pause topic for this week uh doom eternal is coming to xbox game pass on xbox consoles and pc october 1st so if you haven't played doom yet and you own game pass have at it there you go it's a very good game it's a very good video game very good i was, I was trying to think about this earlier because i saw doom 2016 trending today which one do you prefer because i know it's one of them i forget which one though oh definitely doom eternal okay oh definitely like doom 2016 is great but doom mm-hmm. eternal is like it just builds upon it so great yeah mm-hmm um also worth adding this didn't that had like a fun pr thing about it of like hey there's an email if you lower the contrast it says like the slayer's coming um this did not get that treatment but Dishonored 2 is another bethesda game that is already going to be on game pass probably by the time this episode's out i think um but with that it's time for pots microsoft bought zenimax (laughs) they bought them for 7.5 billion dollars uh the contracts are still being signed there is no way that this falls through the, like they wouldn't announce it if this was not like a hundred percent gonna happen yes there could be something that comes up that's like i think it's a one in a trillion chance that this doesn't go through go through right like they wouldn't announce a, a deal this big it's like the disney fox purchase like as soon as you realize that's going through they announce it so uh was it monday morning or was it tuesday morning it was monday morning because that was the beginning of the week it was monday morning it was monday morning kevin i remember it vividly kevin i woke up at like 8 59 on the dot okay and as always i check on my phone i see if wario posted any deals that i missed while i was sleeping um and i see jason schreier from bloomberg bloomberg excuse me saying hey xbox is gonna buy bethesda a minute later hey we bought bethesda that was 
that was the fastest turnaround of anything I've seen in my entire life. This is, as many people have said, probably the biggest acquisition news in ga the games industry since you and I have at least been following it, I think. Like, whew. Yeah, yeah, no. This is definitely the biggest in our lifetime as of right now, yeah. for sure. Um, I know, like, when Squaresoft bought... What was Enix, Enix called before? Was it just called Enix? It was just Enix, yeah. Yeah, so I know that was a big deal, you know, for sure. But, um, yeah, this is definitely the biggest thing that's happening in gaming uh, in terms of, like, industry and stuff like that, for sure. I mm -hmm. woke up a little bit later than you did, for sure. Yeah, because, dude, me and Jack were going off in the group chat. And then yeah. I was like, in my head, I was like, I'm just waiting for Kevin to wake up and see this stuff because, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, y'all were going off for a little bit. I wake up, and I I saw, like, you know how notification stacks the different messages so yeah. i saw a message from you in the joy clicks thread but it was stacked so like and 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 i like, didn't say like oh my god like microsoft bought but that's whatever right like, it would be the recent one right yeah it was the most recent text it was like in the conversation so it was like okay cool whatever i don't know do, do you know what it said I'll check. oh no like i forgot i don't even know that'd, what be, it said. that'd be pretty funny it was like <laughs> something just like that, some nonchalant have... thing it was it was a part of the conversation of yeah. what was happening. Uh, but I saw a Facebook message from a bartender at work that we that we sometimes talk about games, you know, but sure, he's yeah. like a super, he's a very casual Xbox player, you know, mm -hmm. like very, very casual. Uh, he has said on the record he hates story and he hates cutscenes. He, he just skips every cutscene. He thinks that it wastes time. It's like, yeah, okay, you're that type of gamer, right? It's all good. It's fine. Very, very casual, right? So... He sent me a screenshot on the on Messenger. I'm like, why would he be sending me a screenshot at like 7.38? Like, what is – so I opened it, and I saw it, and I thought that it was like some fake thing that he saw online. Sure. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, all right, yeah, sure. Like, that's like totally true. And then I checked Twitter. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. What the fuck? <laughs> so I put in the chat, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Yeah. That was, that was one of those where like I saw it and then like stood up in bed. Like, wait, what? Like. I got up at attention. Yeah. So, obviously, there's been a week since this was announced. People have already talked about how huge it is. Yes, it's big. It's $7.5 billion cash. Yeah. That is absurd. <laughs> like, the they bought Minecraft for $2.5 billion in, like, 2012, I think. Um, comparing it, it's different mediums, but comparing it to... Disney buying Star Wars, which I feel like is another huge moment. That was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Four billion for that. So they bought Zenimax, which includes Bethesda, but it also includes Arcane, Machine Games, id Software, um, the studio that makes Elder Scrolls Online and the mobile games. Um, who am I forgetting? Tango, Tango, of course. Uh, Shinji Mikami, the creator of Resident Evil. They own that now. Like, whole. Oh. There's a lot. There's a lot that went into this. Um, I'm surprised it leaked only a minute before it was confirmed. I'm surprised this was not out there earlier. Yeah. Do you so. do you do you think they overpaid? No. And don't I've... look in terms of like just gaming. Like just look at like overall yeah. like IP compared it to movies, like directly compared to Star Wars for sure. Do you do you think they overpaid? I don't think so. Because I think there's a lot of smaller IP they have that will fill out that 7.5 billion, but like 
genuinely for some of those names creator wise and ip wise there's some of like incredibly historic ip that you're grabbing with that purchase so i think i don't think they overpaid personally i think they kind of did a little bit maybe i don't know because like my like hmm. i'm trying to think is it fair to say like yes my grandma knows star wars she may not know she may not have never seen the movie but she knows that name right yeah and that if that's worth four billion Mm -hmm. and my grandma and my parents and my aunt have never heard of resident evil in their lives they've never heard of fallout in their lives they've never heard of bethesda in their lives they've never heard of doom you know what i'm saying elder scrolls sure. they've never heard of any of these ip in their lives and that's worth seven billion i get like it could be worth obviously a lot to the gamer that knows that but like i'm just purely talk- talking about like name and then like amount worth that you know I, I, i'm I, like I, I don't know which 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 side of that fall per se but yeah. i was shocked by that number i was like man that yeah that's that's yeah. that's See, a that's a lot like that's the only lie. the only counter I'll throw is that I do think considering they're different mediums and there's different budgets for the types of media you're making, I think that plays into it. Games are more expensive to make than movies a lot of the time. Very um, true. Very, very true. And when it comes to Star Wars, Lucas like wanted to sell it to Disney. Like that wasn't like a so how much are you gonna pay me? That was like a hey. I don't want this anymore. What are you going to pay me for it? Like, I, so I think there are different circumstances there, but um, honestly, like, I think if it was a couple years ago, it might've been slightly more um, because a lot of people have pointed out that uh, Bethesda the last few years, like Zenimax studios haven't been doing super hot. Like yeah. Um, yeah. there was the, the really strong push, the really like, hell yeah let's go everyone uh campaign of single players not dead remember that e3 yes i did and all of those games did not sell super well and like todd howard has had interviews about this of like after the fact talking about just the way the industry was trending they had to have long-standing things to like monetize their ip off of because elder scrolls online was very very successful it still makes a ton of money and by the result of that and industry trends that's how we got 76 and that wolfenstein game Young so thank you um so like compared to the low low low-ish selling games that critically were received great right like evil within 2 dishonor 2 doom wolfenstein all those games get very high scores but like sales wise there's a differential there comparing that with what that sort of led them to do with the persistent world games the things they can get microtransactions out of and sustain income in time so they can fund these smaller projects that don't sell really well they were kind of spiraling right because Mm. they didn't have like their last huge this is a industry moment release was fallout 4 and i think fallout's fine fallout 4 is the first one that clicked with me but i'm a huge elder scrolls fan right the last elder scrolls game was 2011 and the next one probably still like three or four years away earliest no 
Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. Earliest, yeah. Because I know they've said, like, Starfield's first, right? Yeah. And so, like, I was listening to some... If Todd Howard has made some appearances this past week because he never shows up anywhere. So, right. like, I've been trying to read everything because he never talks. Yeah. It, it seems like Starfield is, like, first half of the next-gen cycle. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and, yeah. I just didn't know that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, like... I was listening to some podcasts earlier. People were speculating that Starfield might hit like second half of twenty two. So I think Skyrim might early or not Skyrim. Sorry, uh, Elder Scrolls Six, depending on how production works and everything, could be or Skyrim again. Or Skyrim again. <laughs> hey, Why it's gonna not? be on Game Pass. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it again, guys. Let's go. But like the whole point is like the reason you needed something like a 76 that uses that ip building off of the four groundwork and is something you can continually make revenue from is because you don't have a huge groundbreaking release like a fallout 5 a starfield or an elder scroll 6 for at least a couple more years and i think comparing or like taking the reception of those games which that is not what they do well right they don't do multiplayer well yeah. comparing that because that was the recent taste everybody had with them and then the general well-known fact that like their games that aren't fallout and elder scrolls sell okay at best but they review great like i think if this was 10 years ago it would have been a higher number they would have had to pay i think i yeah i i, I definitely see that for sure mm-hmm. for sure it's just like i just man and, like, I'm totally not trying to fucking hate because, like, I think this is fucking great, right? L- mm-hmm. Like, this is a really dope move. Um, but, like, I just can't shake the fact that, like, dude, like, none of my family knows anything about anything of Bethesda. <laughs> anything. You know what I'm saying? Even even my little brother who, who's, like, in the games, he had never heard of Bethesda in his life before that. You know? And, like, that's not fair because he's a casual gamer, but, like, still, like, at that same point. You know? I just I just... Yeah, it's 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 you know it just shows like how how much money is in this industry without yeah. it being that insane caliber of like household name like a Star Wars you know what I'm saying like a Marvel right. you know mm-hmm. um but but yeah I guess like Nidric I was like oh that's that seems high as shit but I it's guess. definitely a lot of money like yeah yeah it for is sure. For sure. I can't even conceptualize how much that is like I can't I just can't. That's like, um, it's legit two Star Wars. Like, how is that? How is that yeah, even basically. happening? How is, how now, is anything even worth that? <laughs> so we're going to get to the point of like, because I, I feel like we can hit all the talking points that have been around this week. Like, Yeah, I know it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know this is going to go. <laughs> um, I'll say personally, as again, Skyrim is like, Skyrim specifically and also Fallout 4 in comparison are super important games to me just because like i share that with my brother like skyrim was such a huge moment as just a fan of video games and like it's one of the games that like me and my brother really got super hyped about for and then following up with fallout 4 like i remember when fallout 4 came out i stayed home from school that day because my brother loves fallout right Mm. And we both love the Elder Scrolls, but he really loves Fallout. And I tried. I was like, Nick, I'll try to get into it. <laughs> but um, 
when Fallout 4 came out, I was like, hey, it takes place in Boston. We all know. I'm from Massachusetts. This is it's now or never. It looks okay. Stayed home from school. We both went to Target to pick up our copies of Fallout 4. Uh, I had it on PS4. He was getting, like, a PC redemption thing he ordered or something. I think he just came for the ride, too. But, like, then we drove to, like, four different Targets in surrounding towns to try and find the Fallout soda that they release as a limited thing. So, like, as, as a fan of Bethesda RPGs on that level... It's incredibly exciting for me because now I know they can take the time and not have to worry about like presumably you would have you wouldn't have to worry about like having to let go of people because of games not performing well, right? Like they have that safety net now of Microsoft to just foster the type of games they make very well and focus less on the stuff that they were doing to make sure they didn't have to like shut down stuff you know right so on that level and again seeing how microsoft's been kind of hands off a lot of their purchases like it makes me feel very happy as a bethesda fan that when elder scroll 6 hits that will be another huge launch of a moment in my life and i cannot wait for that that is amazing very happy about that but. yeah you with Bethesda, you're more on the um, not Bethesda proper name studio. Like you're like with id and machine and stuff like that, right? I'm definitely more of like a neo Bethesda type of fan, like a new, like the the more modern Bethesda in terms of like uh, I try Fall seventy six. That was a really bad fall to try. Sorry, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying that was yeah. that. Uh, back in 2011, I was still a COD fanboy. Was not even remotely interested in Skyrim at all, and probably and I, still, yeah. And like that's definitely not yeah. the genre that I like either. So like, I don't know if I would ever really attach with Skyrim. You know, maybe. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I think at this point, you're you'd be better off waiting, because like, listen, I have like probably 400, 500 hours in every version of Skyrim that I've purchased. Love that game to death. Yeah, like if if if, if like starfield is anything like a skyrim experience but like sci-fi mm-hmm. that could grab me i definitely like sci-fi a lot more than you know fantasy for sure yeah. um but definitely right now i love me some wolfenstein big mm-hmm. fan of those games young blood was really not good but overall i love the wolfenstein one two and old blood as well mm-hmm. um yeah I feel like that's wait unless I'm remembering something. Doom, good. Doom Eternal, Doom. Oh my God! Of course, fuck! I knew it was business. Yeah, of course, Doom. Doom is great. Love Doom 2016. Love Doom Eternal. When I, mm-hmm. Doom Eternal is definitely like top five for me, for for this year for sure. Like yeah. definitely love me some Doom Eternal. Big fan. Mm-hmm. So. And I think I've tried Wolfenstein. I respect it. I, I still want to try two, because like one I just didn't super click with me, but Doom. Doom is similar to Ori, where I know I'm gonna love it. I just need to like I'm saving it for a good day, you know. It's all good. Yep, it's all good. Um, Save it. I, did you ever mess with like Dishonored or Evil Within? I really like Evil Within one. I've but... been interested in Dishonored for a while, mm-hmm. and that's why one of those that like it's on my list of like you know if I ever get bored, try it out one day, you know. Yeah um for sure uh evil within kind of less so interested in that one but i know i've heard a lot of good things about it 
yeah i for sure. i really like that first one i still have to yeah. play two but man one is super cool yeah um and yeah outside of that they have a bunch of other smaller teams and stuff like that but uh very beloved ip by many people um now I'm trying to think of what what talking point should be next do you want to talk about like what this might be mean for playstation or just talk about game pass first i mean i think game pass is the core word for this entire thing honestly mm-hmm. even asked me like honestly i felt like it would have been more correct for them to say that literally game pass bought bethesda it's not really an xbox bought bethesda because i think that is what is the core at this entire thing you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like i think 100 percent, this is the grab for these games it's it's gonna be are you going to go with the platform that you can get the subscription and play all these great bethesda games day and date for 15 bucks or are you going to piecemeal buy them every time for $70 on a different platform? Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, that is how I think this whole like, spoiler alert, like, that's how I think it's all going to, that's how I think this whole thing is going to play out, you know? Maybe mm-hmm. there will be some titles that don't make it to other platforms, right? Like, yeah. maybe, you know, like, like, like what they said, they said case-by-case basis. I think right. that means, hey, if this is one of our big games, it's coming to everything. If it's one of our small things Ooh. that are, like, a... a experimental thing you know all right we'll just keep it the game pass why not you know what i'm saying screw it but i think overall like if it's like the fallout if it's like the starfield if it's like the arrow schools i don't see them spending seven and a half billion dollars while it makes sense for them to make it exclusive to game pass and bolster that game pass is already going to be bolstered of the fact that it's 15 dollars a month and their day and date for every single bethesda game right yeah why not already have that advantage and then make other platforms pay $70 and get that all that money. And just get all that money. Yeah. Why not? See, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's 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 definitely what I think is. I know there's a lot of people that don't think that way. I don't even think you think that way. And then, I'm yeah. sort of with you in a way. Like, yeah. I think it, yes, I think the core value is you're paying $15 and you can play Elder Scrolls 6 at launch. Um where i'm slightly different is that i feel like the ones that are more given to be multi-platform are the games that don't sell the best because i think the way you get people to buy in to game pass if they're not subscribed to that yet is with the big 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 ones personally i think that's the smart way to do that like i think you you convince a like I'm buying an Xbox because of this. Like that—that's just a straight-up fact. But one of my friends who already bought a PS5 heard that there's a chance the next Elder Scrolls might be exclusive to Xbox. Chance. Like he's aware of that. It's a case-by-case thing. He's like, "Hey, I think I might buy a Series S in like a couple months." So I, I think those names have that power in a way that you are automatically getting people in the fold whether it's pc or xbox through game pass or your phone where it's more of a compelling thing to go for i think on a grander scale where i think you see the ones that continue to get multi-platform releases are the ones that don't sell as well because i don't think listen i know people love doom i know i know and it's like a long-standing thing i don't know necessarily if you get as many people to sub to game pass for 15 bucks for a doom three that you do for an elder Scrolls six so i think to recoup that that maybe you don't get people subbing for doom three 
you give people the option to sub for Doom 3 or also sell Doom 3 for $70. That to me makes more sense because those are the games that need the extensive revenue to come in. And I, I do see the comparison, or not the comparison, but the point of like, it's still a great deal to sub to Game Pass. And at the same time, if you don't have a PC, and I assume you wouldn't want to play a huge ass RPG on your phone, you would have to buy an Xbox. Let you know? me be clear. Yeah. Right. When I said smaller, but I'm thinking like Fallout Shelter type shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm oh. I'm thinking like they're weird like one-offs that they do like very, very irregularly. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking of those. I'm not even thinking about Wolfenstein or like Doom, which definitely I did not clearly define that. Right. Sure. Yeah, but, I mean, like by comparison, though, to like Fallout and Elder Scrolls versus Doom and Wolfenstein, I still think there's a huge gap there in terms of sales. Like Skyrim sold no, twenty yeah, million. No, wait, Fallout yeah, no. sells like. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, no. Yeah. No. I'm totally not arguing that. No way. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I didn't mean yeah. small in like a bad way. I meant no, small right. in like a compared to what they compared else to also have. Compared yeah. To right. 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 Yeah. 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 I just. I just. Yeah. No. I don't. I think. I think the main. And like. You know, because we've had plenty of comments from Phil Spencer being like, oh, exclusive stuck, this and a third. And we had, you know, Bethesda themselves saying, hey, this deal is a multi, this is a deal that is not tied to one, one specific platform. You know what I'm saying? We are still well, publishing our own games, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't, I, you know, like, I, I listened to the Matt Booty, Phil Spencer, Pete Hines, and Bethesda, uh, not Bethesda, Todd Howard interview. <laughs> um, it was like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. It's a really interesting listen. I think Todd Howard has a really fun story about an E3 demo that went terrible. Mm. Um, but the way they talk about that there, like, I think on a hardware side or a software side, Bethesda has always sort of had a preference because at least with Bethesda Game Studios, like Fallout and Elder Scrolls, they always ran better, <laughs> even this generation on PC and Xbox so to me like yes it's very vague right now nobody has an answer but just like going off of the way they're talking and like xbox made so much sense um we think so much on the same page it's nice to just have immediate access to them to figure out what we should do if we need that but they're also going to let us do our thing like it's too vague to the point that i don't know if it can be a given that they won't be exclusive that's the way I've been reading it, because the the really the only fact of it is right now is Phil Spencer said case to case. Because I mean, do you really think they're they're gonna say the week they acquire Bethesda that oh guys don't worry all of our shit's coming to PlayStation too it's fine like there's no way they're gonna say that this week there's no way they're gonna say that probably I mean, they, until it's like they I feel almost, like they could because you know? they they j just said that they're gonna honor the other exclusives like they said place they specifically but, said. Yeah, These but like that's already those are types of, that's a whole different thing from like what's to come. You know, like those are just questions that like have to be answered because like those are PS5 exclusives that are, that are Bethesda games. You know, like sure. that's a whole different ballpark because those mm -hmm. those are known quantities. Like I don't think they would even want to bring up PlayStation to any sort of factor to the unknown quality, the unknown games yet. You know that right. that are yet to come. Sure. Next Fallout, next Elder Scrolls, next you know Starfield, etc. You know. But, yeah, like from my perspective too like i kind of just don't believe xbox now when they say they're not trying to compete because like 
yes, it's about selling subscriptions to Game Pass, but the people you'd appeal to with this maneuver that have a PS4, I don't think they'd probably have a PC. So, like, are they going to build a gaming PC or are they going to buy a $300 Xbox? So, I think it still is about selling hardware to a certain extent. You know? Like, um... you still need a piece of hardware that can use Game Pass. And, like, from, I think, any level of following this, you don't want to play Elder Scrolls Six on your phone. So, like, right. that's where I'm thinking of. Like, they can say it's about just Game Pass all they want, you still need a machine to run Game Pass. And I think for many people, that's an Xbox that's not a PC. Hmm. That's you know? a very interesting question. It could definitely... I mean, I don't know. None of us fucking Yeah, know. nobody does. Right. But, like, I guess, yeah, I, I think, logically speaking, like, from, like, a fiscal standpoint, yeah, that could be a definite byproduct of, like, yeah, this was, you know, definitely, like, oh, it's going to clearly sell Xbox because, like, if you're, like, a console gamer, you know... And you want Game Pass. Unless it comes to Switch, which I'm not playing a fucking Bethesda game on a Switch. That's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't care what's access to me. Like, I'm not doing that. Right? Mm -hmm. You know? Unless they prove to me that, hey, streaming it, it's it's one-to-one. It's not going to be one-to-one. I'm not doing that. But, right. so, like, I guess from that standpoint, yeah, sure. You know, like, I mean, I'm not even, yeah, sure to even, like, sound dismissive. But, like, yeah. Like, I, that would definitely make sense. I still mm -hmm. think at its core, this is all about Game Pass. I still, oh, for sure. I still yeah. think it's. I still think 100. This is a move 100 to bolster Game Pass. It's not meant mm -hmm. to take away from like any any other platforms on a significant basis, honestly. Because I just see it as a no brainer. Like we spent seven and a half billion, and rather than in theory potentially make more, if it's, I mean, not even, I mean, a, a very good chance of each game making yeah, more in time they'll make that up, in time you know? make more through exclusives right but having it guaranteed if it's like we know people aren't you know are 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 going to not want to get an xbox for for whatever reason whatever dumb game reason they have right mm -hmm. like we could get them with 70 dollars and then also bolster game pass at the same time and do both yeah like, right like I why just, not to, have two yeah. streams and just like make all that cash all yeah that. to me though i think at the same time like to the bethesda fan this is like how it's gonna be now right like you either get game pass for these games or buy all, for the rest of your life as far as this deal lasts which i'm assuming it's gonna be a long time like i don't think they're gonna break away suddenly like i i think still especially doing it the day before pre-orders go up i know myself included i know four people already that are sold on getting an xbox because of this deal like yeah I, they i i agree with you that is is mainly to bolster game pass but i do think a major byproduct of that is also selling hardware like Sorry. i i Sorry. i don't think those are mutually exclusive like i think they kind of go hand in hand yeah um and I'll bring this up too because I've seen a lot of people posit this idea that like oh Minecraft this is the only comparison we have the difference there that I think is a huge difference is Minecraft existed for a few years on platforms already so like when they bought that they didn't take it away because the game existed already 
and it was like it had a following of being a singular game you bought once and you could play it on the platform you bought it on and i i think that is significantly different from elder scrolls 6 which has never been promised to be a ps5 game it's just a next gen game like i do think there's a difference there yes you can get into the opinion on it's a too big a game or a name like what side do you fall on there but like i i don't think it's i don't think you can use minecraft as an example because minecraft's a platform elder scrolls 6 is not a platform that's a title like i it's apples and oranges at that point where yes i see the comparison because it's the only other big acquisition that could be compared to this but the details of what is or could be exclusive i think are completely different things to look at yeah no and like even to even prove your point as well and like to even be fair like if you buy an ip i don't care how big it is you own that ip you know what i'm saying like like back in 2014 if microsoft wanted to say yo fuck everyone else we're pulling that shit it's on our shit only they could have they have every right to do that they own Mm -hmm. that is it the smart idea that could be up for contention. I personally don't think that would have been smart for Minecraft, but right for they Minecraft, have, I agree. Yeah, yeah, but like definitely just from like a looking at it just from a just from a raw standpoint. Yeah, th- th- if they own it, they could easily do that. Like it's not like oh because Fallout is so big that oh they can't. Like no, yeah, the, like no, that's, that's not a how lot of the reasoning I've seen, man. Yeah. It's like man, like I don't stop, know if like that, stop, yeah. like no, like that's not no. What the it's it's money, dollar, cents is business. No, that's not how that shit works. If mm. if microsoft spent seven and a half billion to own it you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah they have everybody to do whatever they want with that for sure yeah like i think the perspective you brought i do think that's a possibility like right like because we're not going to see until starfield hits which who knows when that happens but like i i I just don't think it can be a, a given yet i think it's safer to assume that the next Elder Scrolls, the next Fallout, will be an exclusive because right. they have that power now. I don't think you should give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, but in the meantime, being able to play all the other, what, what my definition of smaller, but the, like the ones that come out at a normal pace, right? For fifteen bucks, that's in, that's a great deal, honestly. Yeah. And I think sort of going back of what we talked about last week of like the deal versus the promise right i think this helps that i think this helps it go beyond just being a great deal i think you add a lot of value to that that deal with this purchase and as someone who was curious about buying a series s uh who is absolutely now because of that potential i just brought up like yeah if i get one around launch i'm queuing up doom eternal and uh i'm gonna try dishonored like that's going to be a good day. And I think at the end of the day, like you said, it makes Game Pass even better than it already was. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, I, I know you've expressed curiosity. Does this push you one way or the other about grabbing an Xbox as well? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. There's, there's, there's like, there's a few reasons why. Like, one not yet is that obviously we don't know the future yet of this. You know, we mm-hmm. just have a purchase. We don't know what's going on. We are right. seeing now that Doom Eternal is entering Game Pass, and so is Dishonored 2. Those are to be expected, of course. Duh, right? And, like, you know, 
like um how would like um it's 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 only if we get to a point slash i mean that could be very that could be a real future that could definitely happen right if your future of events happens christian mm -hmm. where the majority of the heavy bangers are exclusive that's going to be it for me you know like that's it right like if i can't play wolfenstein 3 on p on ps5 no way shape or form or no foreseeable future of that happening then it's a wrap they got me you know what sure. I'm saying? like like i am i am in cuffs this is it you know what i'm saying like there's mm -hmm. no right um if it's like day and day i could see staying on playstation you know just because my stupid ass psn account that i like to look back on and like like to right. have that be like the main core lineage of my gaming and stuff like that you know um there's another option too because I'm, I'm genuinely curious if this would push you at all if we enter the, a realm of timed exclusivity which i think honestly is worse than exclusivity but like if we go down that path of like hey wolfenstein 3 2021 fall do you want on playstation 2022 fall is that enough because i'm impatient that's gonna also push me man yeah that's definitely gonna push me because i'm not gonna resist the wolfenstein story right yeah because i've know, seen that yeah, option thrown around as well not just that it's only exclusive or uh there's no way they pull these ip like it, it, i think it's three outcomes it's just pledge whatever one you think is most likely right now i'm going not worst case scenario but the most limited scenario right um so what it's like exclusive timed or day and day but you're paying 70 dollars on ps5 yes are those okay, yeah. yeah like i thought time... you meant like exclusive time for like one no, no. so yes exclusive Sorry, yeah. option exclusive time exclusive release. option yeah 15 versus 70 option gotcha so and um worth adding on um the ceo of microsoft and phil spencer also did an interview and they said this is not the last so the game pass deal will just continue to sweeten um do you have a guess because i've seen a lot of people speculating some stuff personally i think the next thing is a japanese studio because phil spencer always at e3 he always comes out he always you remember this right every e3 conference phil spencer walks on stage for one thing to be like hey i took a trip to japan met some very nice folks this is a game they want to show on our stage like he desperately wants a foothold in japan yeah because that's the market xbox does the worst in being able to grab a japanese studio and their ip to include on game pass even if it's not exclusive but even if it is included in game pass just for the price of it do you have a guess do you think it's do you think I'm, you're on the same page as me of like it's a japanese studio do you think it's gonna be something else like where's your head at there it's sega right that's the popular opinion. Like, um, there's, I've been seeing too many, too many, too many cards that make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like one that is it really true that the blue controller is the same blue as the Sega logo? Is that it for is. real? It is. It is the exact damn. same. Like you know how you get the number for the color yeah, tone? Yeah. It is the, the exact same value? as Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Which is the same as Sega. It's it's 100 Sega, which is wild. And man, Kevin, let me tell you. Because I think Sega is pretty likely. Um, 
just because of their partnerships we've already seen yakuza the reboot of yakuza is day and date on game pass like if if xbox manages to get the next persona game man <laughs> like oh and wait, i i think wait what? is is that I'm, sega I'm... owns atlas and atlas makes persona Mother of fuck Oh my god. I was about to say, you know, honestly, like, I don't think I really care about any any Sega games as far as I'm aware. Like, cool, I'd like Sonic, but, you know, I don't really love Sonic, you know what I'm saying? Okay, that, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if they got Sega, the IP that comes to the top of my head that they'd be able to really, like, capitalize on is Yakuza, which is just continuing to get more and more popular with every release. Um, Sonic, which... Honestly, I feel like if they bought Sonic, it's the perfect time to just rethink everything. <laughs> like, um, they get Persona, which again, you got my ass. I'll, you already do, but like Persona, it's over. Um, they got some like classic, like they have classic IP that they haven't touched since the Sega system stopped being made that like they could revitalize. Like Sega, I think makes a lot of sense, and I think the energy of Sega games fits in the energy of Microsoft and Xbox Dude, to me. Fuck, they might buy Persona, motherfucker. Dude, there hasn't been a green Persona game yet. Yo. We got we got blue, we got yellow, we got red. Green's next. <laughs> fuck. Wow. Because uh, genuinely, I think I think one Sega is the most likely out of sega capcom square right because square and playstation have a huge thing i don't think they could i don't think sony could buy square but they they have that tight relationship yeah no I, look look um everyone needs to stop in terms of like oh what the fuck can play this do uh, that yeah stop they can't stop stop i think it'd be great if they can grab from software i think it'd be great if they buy housemark to a lesser degree i think it'd be great if they Fuck it. Buy Kojima. Why not? You know? Nothing is going yeah. to fucking compare. So let's just stop. All right? Yeah. Let's just stop. Like, yeah. Like, sure, it, you might love the game they buy more than Skyrim, but, like, on a grand scheme, it, they can't compare, you know? Yeah, no. Unless, so. like, again, like, I, I said this during the, like, Avengers stream, like, Microsoft literally bought an E3 conference. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Sony can do that. There is no competing whatsoever. There is a hey, you know, cool. Now, now they have these studios. That's great. That's that's fine and dandy. That's that's phenomenal. You know, what I'm saying I mm -hmm. fucking love Housemark. I would love that personally, right? I loved Death Stranding. I would like a Kojima purchase. That'd yeah, the cool. Kojima one feels you know, likely. I would I love think, a blue point. point. I would love a blue point as well. I would fucking love a blue point. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That those sound great. You know, have blue point just be a hey uh you know maybe we have two teams one is dedicated to uh re makes of old ip that people know and love the other one work on some new stuff why not have fun you know what i'm saying that mm -hmm. could also be great but dude they bought an e3 conference right like I, it cannot compare no matter how you cut it yeah. um and like you mentioned from software that's another one i've seen people throw around to the point where like the past two from software games again this is just marketing but both sekiro 
not its tease, but its reveal and the Elden Ring reveal both happened on the Xbox stage. And Phil has been chummy chummy with meeting Miyazaki and all them. So if you don't want to buy a whole Sega or a, like someone on the level of Sega with a bunch of subsidiaries, you just want one that's going to be a big deal, I could also see from. So like, I think if anything, the quotes, the dollar sign, I think that just proves that this is not the end. And like you said, every move they make has been about Game Pass. And it's just going to continue to become a better value. And I think that, again, compare it to what Google's doing, compare it to what Amazon's doing. Like, they can't, like, they have so much of a lead on them right now. It's not even funny. Like, it's, it's exciting, I think. So, um, interesting. Do you have any closing remarks about Bethesda? The purchase? What else you want to see from this? Anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's not really much left, you know, mm-hmm. to say. Like, I would love the Sony ponies to relax. <laughs> like, this is this is the reality. Accept that pill, swallow that pill. There's no there's no throwback. There is no punchback. To this you know what i'm saying that's yeah. not happening um but like i still think that like from because it's hard because like both both of our views still play into like the business view of like what they would make as a business right yeah like both make sense it's just it's just more of like you want to get your money from all subscriptions or from 70 dollars and a lot of subscriptions you know what i'm saying sure yeah I, I think also just to add on to that like i think the way i'm looking at it is a business side from a long-term perspective because this i think this is a long-term deal like i said i don't think this gets undone at any point like and your offering of like what they do they make back their money faster so i think it's just a matter of like what path they go down you know? i mean this i mean they sound like they i mean why would they stop putting other putting their games on other platforms for, for 70 dollars you know what i'm saying but like mm-hmm. it's not like there has to be like a cutoff like oh okay now we're not gonna do it they could just sure. keep keep it going and just make all that money you know mm-hmm. but yeah no, we'll see very very interesting um yeah now that you brought that sega owns atlas and yeah that's that's fucking wild um yeah crazy yeah um the only other thing i can say is that i think uh this is absolutely proof that this generation is going to be more competitive than last one was even if it is still um the games come out everywhere i think you have like nobody can deny game pass at this point and i think that's going to be huge in the next 10 years for this next cycle but yeah, no, and like I hope no one had previously like Game Pass has been good for like multiple years at this point. So I mean, yeah, it just got even better now. Like, yeah, it's, and it's it's just an uphill trajectory from here. So. Yeah, and now this promise that it's just going to continue to get even better. So, um, oh, hold on, Uh-oh. we have an update from Wario about this PS5 pre-order situation. I just thought I'd read it out. <laughs> I did see that, but I didn't. Ooh, um, okay, that is. The the ones that are going up on Friday, so probably 
you're out of luck by the time you're listening to this episode at least this part of the episode um those will be for launch day so if you get a pre-order in tomorrow day of release for this episode you're in luck ps5 launch is it true that it's only yeah is it only this yeah it's it's only this huh they sold out in visual editions man we kind of assumed that right like everybody's been both sides have been pushing the disc one over the digital for the fall right yeah yeah so that makes sense but uh yeah that's gonna do it kevin where can people find you what do you want to plug what's up oh i guess i can say it here because it should be announced by this post. this is earliest this is going up at four and at this yeah, point of the yeah, show yeah, would yeah, be six right. easter so so i guess christian you you get the first official announcement i guess straight from the horse's mouth am i a horse i guess i am road to miles morales is debuting next week get hype we have of course the homie iraq night as well back on that as well as another third guest my blood my cousin to real death they will also be joining us on a nice. basis. i do want to get you on at least one of them for sure yeah yeah for sure for sure it's just, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on. I don't want to do like, hey, yeah, man. you know, you want to add one more thing to your fucking agenda? Like, I got, you know? I got midterms, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, probably, probably a bad time to be a current, like to be a permanent, but definitely got to get you on. Maybe, maybe the bets episode. You know what? I will give you the schedule. You, you can pick. I'll let you, yeah, 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 I'll let you know. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, but that is debuting on next Saturday. So road to they're gonna be road two weekends on PlayStation Source. We got nice. Road to Miles Morales on Saturday, Road to PS5 on Sundays, 10 a.m. So should be a great grand old time on that. Uh YouTube.com says PlayStation Source. Got some really cool stuff in the works as well, moving forward. Um at PS Source Viz as well, you know, Twitter, all that good stuff. And uh yeah. Where where can people find you, Christian? uh twitter instagram and twitch at chris and buckley uh if you want to keep up with me um anything i'm playing doing um youtube.com slash joyclicks is where you're watching this show so if you're seeing our faces you are there if you're new to the show you made it through the whole thing and you enjoyed the discussion we'd appreciate a like or a sub we're close to 2000 inching forward every day going up we're in the green so uh, if you're new stick around we got more of this stuff coming up we got a lot of shows um also the day this comes out uh the next installment in once in a generation our top 50 games of the gen so games 20 to 11 will be posted by the time this episode's up um if you're on audio services like apple Podcasts or spotify or stitcher or whatever you listen to if you can rate or review on that platform it would be greatly appreciated because it helps the show out a ton share it with someone do something else with it uh we love you for it as always uh, we also have a patreon patreon.com slash joyclicks five dollar tier gets you producer credit on every podcast not just one because we got multiple like uh chris sakas does so thank you chris and i think that's everything um if if you're still trying to get a pre-order for anything good luck <laughs> good luck uh it's a cruel world out there but um until next week it's pizza time it's pizza time Thank you.